welcome back to the Highway Street Sports Podcast. My name is Andrew. I'm here with my co-host Garrett, and it has officially been week one of the NFL season, minus Ravens Raiders. We aren't going to be able to quite talk about that today. We record these on Monday before the Monday games. But today we have our flaming five wins of the week again and the updates from last week. We have a bunch of games to talk about, over-exaggerations, under-exaggerations, and a rookie recap for the first week. So it should be an exciting episode for you guys. I turned on Red Zone at 1 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, and Scott Hansen said, get ready for seven consecutive hours of commercial-free football, and then he brought us into the Octobox, had instant chills (laughs) down my back. So I'm really excited. I got a lot to talk about. I want to... Really excited to talk about the Steelers' first week win against the Bills. I think I think couple we have a couple apologies to make yeah. also to certain players. We'll get into that. Before we get started, uh, attention all softball players. If you're looking for some sick new gear, unis, and some of the hottest bats on the market, check out Juno Athletics. Use code JML7 for a 10% discount off of your order. Good shit. I, I know, like right? It. I, I know. Like what it. a plug. What a plug. <laughs> hey, you want, you want to plug the Twitter stuff because we haven't done that in a while? Uh, Yeah. Um... Follow our, our podcast Twitter at Highly Undisputed. That's Highly Undisputed without the E. And our individual Twitters are right in that description. I know Garrett's been posting a shit ton with the USMNT, the soccer games. He posted a little bit to Colin Coward calling him out the other day. Did I call? I called out Colin Coward? I think you said something. I think you called him out a little bit. I, I was reading up on the tweets just catching no, up. No, no. I called out Skip Bayless. Oh, that's what it was. It was Skip Bayless. I called him out. And I usually love Skip. But he, he's, he was a little blasphemous yesterday. I couldn't handle it. I was pissed off. wasn't a good day. I I had a ru- I had an up and down football week. I, it, it was it was up and down. Some of my some of the teams I like to root for on the side did well. My fantasy team was rough this week. I had a lot of tough matchups, and we'll get into my Patriots in a little bit here, briefly. But and one last thing, uh, haven't plugged this one in forever. If you have any email questions, fantasy, just in general of what you want us to talk about, highlyundisputed247 at gmail.com. We'll get back right away. We, we both have that right on our phones. We'll get the notifications right away to be able to plug, get more content out for you guys, what you guys want to hear. You want to just start it off, our flaming five wins of the week? Give the update. Let's, let's do that last. Let's do, oh, let's right. do some games first. I want to jump into the games. Right. Let's start with the Sunday night game. We'll start with the game that we have most recently watched. And I think this is going to be one of the biggest overreaction games of the season, to be honest. Can we pump the brakes on the Rams? Like, can we chill out? Is that okay? Or are we good with that? Because the Bears team we all watched last night is pathetic. They're pathetic. Yeah, but I still like what I saw from the Rams. And barring that one terrible broken coverage of the Bears on the Cooper Cup touchdown, like Matthew Stafford played decently well. I the Bears, think th- the Rams offense played decently well. Tyler Higby played well. Robert Woods was kind of a no-show except for that one great touchdown catch at the end. And then Van Jefferson, say what you want, might have been broken Th- coverage, That was a busted coverage That was a, coverage that was a great was. catch. It was a great catch and throw by Matthew Stafford coming right out of the gates to sling that ball down the field. And also, what have the Rams been looking for? They need that third wide receiver in that offense. I mean, and Van Jefferson is like, all right, I'll do it. I'll I'll go right down the field for 69 yards and, and score a touchdown for you guys right away. And then Daryl Henderson, I mean, isn't Cam Akers, but doesn't really like, look like he's going to miss a beat in that offense. But yeah, I mean, he was solid. He was solid last night. I'm just of the mindset that the Bears are terrible. They literally went for it twice on fourth down in the first quarter of the game and didn't convert. 
and just gave the Rams a short field. And the Rams should have won that game like 40 to 13. And what was it? 27 13 was the final score? It was 30 to 13, right? It was 34 14. 34 14. Okay, so maybe I'm maybe I'm a little wrong there, but they they should have won like they they should have scored 45 points. That Bears team is terrible. They can't get after the quarterback. They couldn't cover receivers in the flat. They couldn't cover tight ends. Tyler Higby was all over the place. Every time they were they needed like 10 yards, it was like, "Oh, screen pass Tyler Higby. Uh comeback route Tyler Higby. Oh, Tyler Higby's wide open in the middle of the field. Oh, throw it to that guy. He's open." Cooper Cup couldn't cover him. That that touchdown, like how does he just run by you? How does how do you just let that guy run by you? I know he's he was completely open. I played against him in fantasy. Th- sorry, this isn't a fantasy football show. I know You're we have can't to wait talk for, about it. Wait, wait for a different day. tomorrow. But I, I look. I understand I think where that, you're coming from. I thought that Stafford looked good, but like Stafford's always looked good. You know, it's not like he's ever been bad. I've never said Matt Stafford's a bad quarterback. He's always been good. Also, super funny last night on the broadcast, they cut to a lady in the stands. And they're like, oh, there's Matt Stafford's wife. I think her name is Lily Stafford. And they come back from Kelly. the break. They're, or Ellie? Kelly. Kelly Stafford. They come back from the break, and they're showing a different woman. They're like, just so you know, we screwed up. We were showing the wrong woman on TV. That's not Matt Stafford's wife. Like, how do you get that wrong? Like, shouldn't you know where she's sitting? Also, why would you think she's sitting down in the regular seats? Like, she's definitely up in a box with somebody. Oh, I didn't see them cut to the guy, the girl in the regular seats. Oh, you didn't see that? I only saw the girl oh, okay. in the box. okay. It was, it was, they went to it right before commercial. It was right after the Van Jefferson touchdown. And then they come back from commercial and they like corrected themselves. It was awesome. Oh. And okay. I will, I will say, did the Rams look great? Like the best team in football? No. They, they, they still played against the Bears defense that didn't look like they wanted to cover anybody. Khalil Mack couldn't even get to Matthew Stafford. It was that bad on the Bears side of the ball. But. They still looked better than they did last year. I I think Matthew Stafford is still an upgrade from Jared Goff in that offense. No, nobody disagrees with you on okay. that. Nobody disagrees. And I will say that last week I was right. The reason I had that game as being one of my closer games, I had my score in the Flaming Five wins of the week as 24-17 to 17 with the, the Rams winning. They blew them out by even more, but they still could not get into that rhythm that this West Coast offense needs to be in. And that is probably going to come and back and bite them in the ass at some point this this year, but it didn't do it week one. They got a week one win. They're going into week two against the Colts to say, all right, well, let's keep this hot streak going with this this hot offense we have, and see if they could beat up on the good Colts defense. I think a big thing for them is they're going to need to be more balanced. I felt like they they're going to have to establish the run more against some better teams. Because play action is going to be big for them. Like the receivers they have, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods are not burners. They're not elite receivers. They're very good receivers. They're above average receivers. No, they're they're above above average receivers. But they need to use play action to get those guys open. And against the better defenses, you're going to have to establish the run. You're going to have to create the illusion that you're going to run the ball at some point. And I felt like last night they were like, "Oh, let's throw a party." It's our giant stadium, which how many times did Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth tell us that it's a $5 billion stadium and it took five years to build and it seats all these people and there hasn't been anybody in it until now. And it's like, 
Yeah, we got it, okay? We, we heard this last year, too, when the stadium opened, <laughs> and there was nobody in the stadium. And it's like, I understand, like, yeah, that stadium is so cool, but guess what? The Rams are still sharing it with the Chargers. So it's At like, least the Rams have fans. The Chargers <laughs> don't have any fans, though. Yeah, like, the stadium's cool. I don't want to hear about it anymore. Like, it's just, okay, congratulations. It's, it's the best stadium in football. What has it got in the Rams? Nothing yet. Absolutely nothing. It's just, I just want to stop hearing about it. I agree with you. Now, is there any glimmer of hope for the Bears that you saw? I mean, we saw Justin Fields. Well, I was actually just going to ask you a question. So, give or take how many minutes it takes for a homicide to happen next week at Soldier Field in Chicago because Justin Fields isn't starting. Well, I'll tell you right now, it would have been right away when, when Dalton threw that interception and then Justin Fields comes in and and throws that t- or ran in that touchdown right away. It, it'll be it'll be the second Andy Dalton messes up. Which is it needed? No, because he's gonna get booed off the field. Yeah, he, he'll run out there for the opening huddle, and they're gonna boo him. Yeah, and I mean, Justin Fields said it right. It's like, why are you gonna boo your starting quarterback? You're not. That's not helping the team at all. Justin Fields could come out and suck. We didn't see him throw the ball, but what twice? He had two attempts, one for six yards, and. He completed the other one. I think it was for five yards. I mean, it wasn't like he did anything spectacular. He had the touchdown run. Everybody's gassing up that touchdown run. It's like, yeah, he's fast. We know he can run. It was on a read option play when the game was blown open. Like, nobody cares. You made a very good point. Andy Dalton, yesterday you had messaged me and said, Andy Dalton is going to put his body on the line to win the game. That was a joke, though. Yeah, I, I said that to you as but a But he's going to do more. I, I think he's going to put himself in the, line, in the line of fire more than Justin Fields is. No, I think actually Justin Fields is going to put himself in danger unnecessarily. Andy Dalton at least will take a hit to get an extra yard when he needs it. I think Justin Fields is going to take a lot of risks that he doesn't need to take. Those young quarterbacks, they don't, they don't learn. This is in college. You can't run these guys over. You can't. You're not running over middle linebackers like you do in college. At Ohio State, he could run over anybody. It didn't matter. Yeah. Whoever he was playing, he was probably the best athlete on the field. You are no longer the best athlete on the field. Let me tell you something. Aaron Donald is 10 times the athlete that Justin Fields is. He didn't get hit by Aaron Donald last night. He didn't. He wasn't anywhere near Aaron Donald last night, and it was probably for the best. Yeah. All right, moving on, because I, I can't stomach to talk about the Bears anymore. I think that team is pathetic. Let's move to a different overreaction game because that's what we like to do on the Monday after week one is overreact. Packers Saints. Jameis Winston, MVP. Five touchdowns. He's, he's on pace for 85 touchdowns this yeah. year. Five touchdowns, but how many yards did he throw for again? 148 passing yards, 14 yeah. of 19. Yeah, which means that the Saints had amazing field, starting field possession. Th- that basically means that you're starting on your – opponent's 40 like yeah. every time yeah and you're just heaving it down the field and just looking like the best quarterback in football against the Packers team that I don't even know if they wanted to be there uh, none of none of the starters and the Packers really looked like all right we're gonna play football today no they're gonna just gonna give the Saints the win and and is it just because it was Jacksonville and the Packers play terribly in Jacksonville it was just this masterful plan by the Saints organization to just take the first win well week I think win. that I think that the Packers rolled into that game and they're like oh Saints have been relocated for two weeks they're not playing in that dome where they're so good to beat 
they kind of probably rolled into that game and were like, we got this. And you know what happened? The Packers offensive line isn't good because David Bakhtiari isn't available because David Bakhtiari is injured. And Aaron Rodgers is, what, 38 years old? 39? He's 30. No, he's 37 years old. He's five years. He's 30. I think seven he's years th- younger than seven Tom year, Brady. I think he's 37. Yeah. Like, he's 37. He's not as mobile as he used to be. And the Saints were all over him yesterday. They couldn't establish the run. What did Aaron Jones have, like, three carry attempts? Yeah. I think he had three carries, and A.J. Dillon had four. Like they 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 tried to run the ball like seven times because they couldn't run the ball because they couldn't get out of their own end zone. Yeah, he threw two bad interceptions. Like they had a bad game, but to quote Aaron Rodgers, "R E L A X, relax. It's week one. You know who they get to play next week? They get to play the Lions at Lambeau on Monday night. You know what that game's gonna be?" Like forty to seven. So happy I have Aaron Jones in fantasy. This isn't a fantasy <laughs> podcast, I know, but I'm just so happy. Look, can we just talk about Drew Brees saying it best? Like maybe Jameis Winston is what the the Saints needed all along. Not Drew Brees. They need Jameis MF Winston. Like, look, the game was just. Don't even think about it. Pretend, that was a it, shit pretend game. it never happened. Yeah, just ignore it. I can't. It happened. It's. It's one of those stupid week one games. They happen. There isn't a single thing I can take away from that game. Not one. Uh, maybe that Jameis is a competent quarterback. No, I can't even take that away. He threw five touchdowns, but like one was impressive. The big ball over the top at the end was impressive. To Deontay Harris, I think. I think that's who it was. Jawan Johnson. Or, no, yeah, Jawan Johnson. Whatever like, his name is, I don't even know. Uh, but like, there wasn't anything impressive about that game. Throwing five touchdowns and 148 yards... Like, that's not impressive. You know what that means? That means that you got a lot of easy throws that from 10 yards away from in from the end zone. Like, come on. Yeah. You know, not impressed at all. Like, do I think that the Saints defense is above average? Yeah, I do. I think the Saints defense played really well. But other than that, and but we the Saints already, defense always has we knew been. that. Like, yeah. we knew the Saints defense was going to be good this year. They're very good. They have a lot of talent on that side of the ball. So... Them holding the Packers to a stinker, which every now and then the pack, the Packers throw one of those up. They had one against Tampa last year in the regular season. They scored like 10 points. Aaron Rodgers had two interceptions and he threw for like 129 yards. Yeah. They're, they're, they do those. They do that every once in a while. Let me just say, the Bucks came out last year, week one, didn't look great. They Lost. got annihilated at home in week 10 by the Saints. I'm talking like 38, yeah. to, the same score, yeah. it was 38 to three. I'm talking week one too last year. The, 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 yeah. the Bucks came out and lost week one and looked terrible, and everybody counted out the Bucks. And then look at what the Bucks did last year. Super Bowl champions and held Patrick Mahomes at nine points. I Look, if, if there's any bit of you as a Saints or a Packers fan that is like, well, if they're Packers, oh, maybe we should just trade Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't want to be here. If you're a Saints fan, you're like, oh, James Winston is going to lead us to the playoffs. You're both wrong, and you're both dumb. You just take that game and say, I care more about a high school game, a local high school game, than I do about that game because that game just does not matter. If it comes back to bite the Packers in the ass record-wise, then yeah, it's going to matter. But I still like the Packers as a three seed more than I like the Packers as a... It's just... That game was frustrating all around, fantasy, and just people making dumb comments the entire time. So I don't even want to talk about it anymore. So moving on to holding... Patrick Mahomes to nine points in a game. You know who should get better at encouraging his defense to hold Patrick Mahomes to nine points is Baker Mayfield. Did you watch the game? 
I watched. I was watching Red Zone. You watch so it? Yeah, uh, I watched not, okay, game. we're gonna say it again. It's 2021. If you're not watching Red Zone, you're doing football wrong. Red Zone is football on meth, crack, blow, you name it, <laughs> ecstasy, opium. Seven hours of commercial free yeah. football starts now. Yeah, it's, like it's it's the best. But uh, Baker Mayfield choked that game away, and it's on the board. We've discussed the Baker Mayfield trials and tribulations. We know where I stand. We know where Andrew stands. I felt that was a statement opportunity yesterday. I still think he made a statement. What statement? That he can lose to the Chiefs? He lost to the second best team in football. Oh, my gosh. They, he, they were up. I, okay. Those are games you got to win. They if you're going to be a contending team, you got to win that game. They were up 22 to 10. They exactly. Blew, they, you're up 22 to 10. You have a great run game. Listen, a blown punt opportunity for the Browns also doesn't help them. Were the Chiefs probably going to win the game anyway? Sure. Did Baker Mayfield have had a terrible interception at the end of the game? Sure. Am I worried about it as a Browns fan? No. Am I looking forward to the season the Browns are about to have? Sure. Are the Browns do the Browns have a worse record than the Steelers? Absolutely. Kid show. Kid show. Look, that game we said it was the game of the week. And it was. That is the best game of the week scoring-wise. Production from both teams. The Browns just lost. If the Browns are going to see the Chiefs again in the playoffs, that'll be two years in a row. Let's hope for them it's in the AFC Championship game and the Browns can pull off a win. I still like the Browns team. There is, I, I'm i not going to sit here and say, oh, I don't like the Browns now they lost to the Chiefs. You know it's why I don't like the team. Browns? You know why I don't like the Browns? Are you going to blame Nick Chubb for fumbling too? No. Well, I didn't like that, but... You know, I don't like any time a running back fumbles in a key situation. <laughs> um, we'll get into that later. Plugging that game quite a bit. Uh, no, I don't like the Browns because of what that safety did in the first half. Getting ejected from the game for he threw a punch right. I I missed that part of what happened. Yeah, and the head but I know coach, it, one of the uh, I think the Browns either one of the coaches on the Brown side got ejected before the game even started for pushing one of the Chiefs coaches as well. Right, like losing teams do stupid shit like that. That's what teams that are destined to lose football games do. You're a starting safety on your team. You're against the Chiefs. A starting safety is like the most important position on the field. Because guess what? You know what happened yesterday that blew the game open? A one-play 75-yard touchdown to Tyreek Hill because, you know, Joe John or John Johnson was stuck in coverage and lost sight of the ball. Like, would have been nice to have a second safety over the top maybe to undercut that route. So... For that guy to get ejected in that game, a game of huge magnitude, which I feel bad for the Browns because that is like the toughest thing that the schedule makers could do to a team is throw them into that fire on opening day. Like anytime you're a top team and you get thrown into a team's home home stadium again after they've come off a bad, devastating loss in the Super Bowl, like you're you're just gonna get fucking railroaded. Kid, Kid show. show. Like you're gonna get destroyed. It's gonna happen. So that was a tough game for the Browns yesterday, but they led the entire game. That interception by Baker Mayfield at the end of the game, what are you doing, bro? Get rid of the ball. Live to fight another play. Why are you trying to make a spectacular throw? Just get rid of it. Get rid of it. Throw it at the guy's feet. Throw the check down. Why are you throwing that ball? You still have an opportunity to win the game. There's four minutes left in the game. If you give Patrick Mahomes the ball back, it's over. It's Once that guy gets going, it's over. You're not going to stop him. Like, it's it's impossible to stop. You can't give them short fields. Patrick Mahomes is Tom Brady. You cannot, 
The guys like that, you can't give them short fields. If you give them short fields consistently, they're going to make you pay, and you're going to lose the game. You you just can't, because you know what he's going to do? He's going to throw it to Travis Kelsey for six yards, and Kelsey's going to rumble, bumble, stumble, and fall into the end zone, and it's going to be the easiest play of the day for them. The Tyree Kill play, that's an easy play for them. They have no problem. Oh, really? You got Tyree Kill in one-on-one coverage with a safety? Oh, please. Who's covering? What safety in the league is covering Tyree Kill? Name me the safety. It's not happening. You're not single covering that guy. It's not going to happen. So for the Browns, again, I'm going to say it. Baker Mayfield holds that team back. They had plenty of opportunities to win that game yesterday. I'm going to continue to stand on this. Like they're going. Who do the Browns play next week? Oh, they play the Texans next week. So here's what's going to happen. They're going to blow out the Texans because the Texans are still terrible, even though they won. And now we're going to go get back on the, oh, look how good Baker is. Yeah, you blew out the Texans. That's what you're going to do. I know that's coming. That's that's fine, though. It's fine. I'll be right in the end. I got Colin Coward on my side. He agrees with me. Baker Mayfield's a head case, and they're not going to win anything with him. You done? You good? Did you get your I'm good. I got it out. Speech out there. All right. I want to move to my favorite game of the day. Not really, but fine. Oh, no, my free game was Titans-Cardinals. We don't have to talk about the Steelers. Oh, Steelers okay, games, all right, all right. I thought you were going to do oh. your big your big gloating. Oh, it's thing. coming. I mean, I'm fine with it because anytime the Bills lose, I'm – No, we'll know. do we'll do Titans-Cardinals first. Um, did you just say what a game for Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins and the Arizona Cardinals in general? Uh, who expected the Cardinals to come out and look that, look that great? Not me. I knew they were going to be good, not that good. Um – and Titans just looked lost, and it, not really a new offense. Yeah, it it, it is new offense. I mean, they lost though. Arthur Smith, but they just really added Julio Jones. It's the same. Mike Vrabel is still there, but I, the main thing that lost the the Titans that game or got them blown up that much was Taylor Lewan. Dude Easily. couldn't block Chandler Jones. Yeah. couldn't block him. Who? Look, if he's playing for a contract, he looks like he's playing for a defensive player of the year as well because what, five sacks. I think he's on pace for 85 sacks this season, yeah. something like that. Yeah, it's week one, but <laughs> hey, he's on pace for 85 sacks. That's all I know. That is that was just an onslaught by the defense and the offense. Kyler Murray couldn't be touched. It how how tall is he? He's five foot ten. It's like a little fucking gerbil running around out there. No Kid it, show. Yeah, he's just fast. Can't no nobody can touch him, and he moves in ways that I've just never. Never seen out of quarterbacks. I appreciate that because I've been saying this for three years now. Look, that one play where he ran from sideline to sideline, never once got touched and hit. Was it? Uh, he hit Rondell Moore. Yeah, he hit Rondell Moore on the sideline. And there was another one where he ran sideline to sideline and threw a touchdown pass to Christian Kirk. Yeah, that which that was the more impressive play, yeah. the touchdown to Christian Kirk, because it was a tough throw because he had to throw it on the back shoulder over the top. Like, that was really impressive. I only have one note for this entire game. Here it is. This is the only note I wrote down. I, I take notes for these guys. Kyler Murray, still fucking awesome. Good show. That's what I have written down for this game. He's awesome. Like, you know, they might not be the best team. They're probably not going to win the Super Bowl, but Kyler Murray is awesome, guys. Like, Cliff Kingsbury is a terrible coach, and they're just they just overcame him yesterday. That's what that was. DeAndre Hopkins... Yeah, he's you know the best receiver in football. Like you could say what you want. You could take your, you can take your Tyree kill. I'll have no. DeAndre my, Hopkins is the best. DeAndre receiver Hopkins, in football. like you know, DeAndre is the best receiver in football. Okay, that's all right. Good. I'm glad we agree like, there. Tyree right. kill is my number one fantasy wide right receiver, but this isn't fantasy. DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in yeah, football. G- give me that, dude. I mean, that spin movie put on to get that touchdown 
caught it and immediately stopped on a dime and turned for like eight yards to score. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Like name the other receiver in football that can do that. And then he had the catch in the back of the end zone where like just goes up, catches it, and slams his feet under the ground. It's like, how do you do that? Yeah. That's insane. That guy is is ridiculous. Like he's Larry Fitzgerald with a bigger body. Yeah. He's Larry Fitzgerald with like T.O.'s body. It's ridiculous. Um, by the way, another game not to overreact on is is the Steelers Bills. We can move into that one. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna let you take the lead on the. I missed most of this game. I had some family stuff going on yesterday, and I was only able to watch certain parts of red zone. And apparently, this game was never in the red zone, so I missed eighty percent of it. So I started off with the Steelers game, Steelers Bills game on my phone in red zone on my TV. And swiftly proceeded to turn the Steelers game off because I just didn't want to watch anymore. The Bills were up 10-0 the entire half. Steelers couldn't get the offense going. Then the Bills couldn't get their offense going. So I just turned the game off. And I'm watching Red Zone, and I'm like, all right, well, the Steelers got a touchdown. We're good. And then all of a sudden, the Steelers are blocking a punt for a touchdown. And the game, they, that's when I turned it back on. Reason not to overreact. The Bills are still one of the best offenses in football. If your receivers get out of the funk that they were in in the opening game and start learning how to catch the ball, mainly Cole Beasley because he looked like he was just allergic to the football all, all day. Maybe he has COVID. Maybe. It's what, not getting vaccinated will do to you. And then if the Bills... Whoa, offer- whoa, whoa. We are not a political podcast here, sir. I'm going to need to you to take that back and... Uh, it was a joke. All right, good, because we do not talk politics on this podcast. <laughs> it was a joke. All right, all take right. what I just said. Wow, we very just lightly. we definitely just lost like <laughs> at least one follower right there because you said that. Guaranteed, someone's gonna. Stop it was listening. a joke. He just looked like whatever was on the ball. He's allergic to, and if the Bills' offensive line can just COVID figure, vaccine was on the ball, <laughs> just figure out. We're not a political show. If the Bills' offensive line could just figure out why they didn't want to, why they didn't want Josh Allen alive against the Steelers, the Bills will be fine. Did they? Did the Bills like think that T.J. Watt wasn't showing up to the game? Yeah, they're like, ah, oh, this guy just got paid. He's not going to try, right? Like, us. or did they just think that he was sitting out the game because they forgot to block him? Yeah, forgot to block him completely. Melvin Ingram also was getting. I was so I was low on that signing. I was like, ah, oh, Melvin Ingram, he's pro- he's pretty washed up at this point. Pretty impressed. Yes. He, he, I, I liked what they brought with him. It kind of reminded me of the end of the James Harrison era where it was like, you know, hey, you're just here to rush the passer. Like, that's what you're here to do. Go do it. You're here to take the double teams that TJ Watt's going to get and yeah, try I, to push somebody over to you. I, I, was, I was mildly impressed with him. I, I wasn't, you know, blown away, but it was, oh, okay, I understand this signing. It, it was a solid signing. Yeah. Again... First half of that game, Steelers offense looked horrendous all around. Ben, did it did it ever really look good though? It looked good in the second half. Ben was making okay. some good throws. Deontay Johnson, who scared a lot of uh, all of me. I didn't know how bad the injury was, and then he came back, made a good catch. Chase Claypool had a spectacular catch on the sideline to put them in scoring position. And then the Steelers just came back and won. I'm taking that very, very lightly. Like, how many grains of salt are you taking that with? Half. Half a grain of salt? Not yes. like Because not like at least like a teaspoon of salt? Part of me part of me thinks that the Bills offense and the Bills team as a whole was just like, the Steelers want it more than us. The better team did not win yesterday in this game. 
The Bills are still the better team. But the worst team wanted to win more. And look, if that's the case for the rest of the season for the Steelers, then don't count them out. But I just don't... Until I see this three games straight, we don't really have terrible halves where Big Ben can throw the ball, our receivers are catching the ball. I need to see Najee do something. I'm just taking what happened yesterday with a half of a grain of salt and just being very glad that the Steelers' defense is still as good as it was, if not better, than last year. Because that, that defense looked very good. I know you said you didn't watch a lot of it. Just take my word for it. Uh, no, what I what I saw was impressive. Like They they held Josh Allen in check. The rece- All last year, every game the Bills played, I watched receivers run wide open on these deep crossers that nobody could cover. And I was impressed. The Steelers handled it. They didn't let Allen sit in the pocket. They didn't let Allen really get out of the pocket. They just collapsed it and controlled him. Or when when Josh Allen was getting out of the pocket, he wasn't going very far. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say I have two things. Number one, the Bills' offensive line is a problem. Yes, it's a problem. Actually, I have three things. They can't block. And also, why was Zach Moss a scratch yesterday? What the hell was that? Speaking of that. Part of me thinks that the Bills are going to turn into the Steelers of last year. I I agree. Because they're going to start trying to do play action a lot, and then it's going to start being able... It's not going to work, because you, you're going to realize Zach Moss and Devin Singletary can't run the ball for you. You can't throw it 50 times every week. Yeah. You just can't. You don't have tight ends to throw it to. I'm sorry, Dawson... You, Bills fans clearly want about Dawson Knox. He's not a great tight end. He's not even a good tight end. He can't. He's not a very good blocker. He doesn't catch the ball very well. They just need to focus on that offensive line, whether it be training them more this year, preparing more for teams, and then building on it for next year, or I, I, or just hope that they can go back to what they were last year. So my second point with the Bills, they invested all of this, all of these resources into the pass rush in the offseason. I felt like the pass rush was pretty non-existent yesterday, yeah. and I didn't feel like the Steelers' offensive line was like overwhelming. I didn't think the offensive line was actually that good. I I felt like Ben had to make a lot of quick throws, which good, you know, good. Get yeah. the ball out of your hands. We like that. But, like, the whole thing with the Bills was, oh, we have the formula to beat the Chiefs because we're going to do what the Buccaneers did. We're going to get after Patrick Mahomes. We're going to rush the passer. Not with that defense. I wasn't impressed. I wasn't impressed. The secondary is still very good. I still love that secondary. I think it's incredible. The pass rushers, it wasn't there. It's week one. It's week yeah. one, we've already said it. We're not going to overreact to things, but those are the two things I'm going to point yeah. out. The, my third, my third point: Steelers still haven't beaten a winning team yet. Shut they up haven't beaten up. a winning team yet. I Shut mean, up! You know how can I take them seriously? They haven't beaten a team with a winning record. Shut up! Shut <laughs> your mouth! Like that's. I mean, you know, you got to beat teams with winning records, and you know your record. You are what your record says you are, and the Bills are technically losers, so hang on, hang the Steelers on. are losers. What's the Steelers record right now? It's one and zero. What is the Patriots record right now? All right, well let's get into that. All right, because what it's is, not can about you our answer record. the question really fast. We are zero and one. Thank you. We are currently you. zero and one. Thank you. Thank you. That's okay. All right, go ahead. I I talked Steelers Bills. No, I, I want to hear what you have to say about. So let's let's take a break. I, let's right. take a break. And we're back. So. Patriots Dolphins. You want me to well, kind of Do you want to do the rookies as a whole? No. Okay, you want to do this game? I mean, it's only fair you're a fan of the Patriots we give them Ugh. their own game. 
Um, I'll tell you what I saw. Mac Jones is impressive. Mac, <laughs> do you like that stupid smile off your face? You're fucking right he is. Kid, Kid show. show. Mac Jones came out, looked like the best rookie week one. Easily. I mean, Trevor looked good. He had a very nice pass to DJ Chark for a touchdown, but Trevor still doesn't look... He made a lot of rookie yeah. mistakes. A lot, Like, a lot of... You know what the coverage is. Why are you throwing a ball in that area kind of balls? And that's bad. Yeah. The Patriots offense, I didn't see much of the defense. Patriots offense looked decent. You had one bad fumble that kind of lost you guys the game. Well, no, they had two bad fumbles because the fumble by Ramondre Stevenson was at the 50-yard line, and they were driving. And that was like they had, you know, they were starting to get momentum. They were turning the game around, and then Ramondre Stevenson fumbles. Yeah. It's like, you got to be kidding me. The, 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 sum it all up for me, if you're, if you're a Patriots fan, you're in good hands with Mac Jones. From what, I, from what I see out of week one, again, it's week one. Well, look, the Dolphins are a really good defense, and Brian Flores is going to know how to game plan against New England because former New England uh, you know, uh, coaching staff member. The Dolphins always give New England troubles. And Flores does the same kind of thing that Belichick does defensively. I was really encouraged by the defense because Miami only scored on three possessions. Let me tell you the three possessions they scored on. They scored on their opening drive of the game. They scored on a two-minute drill at the end of the first half. And they scored on their opening drive of the second half. What do all three of those drives have in common? They're scripted. Every single play in those drives is a scripted play, you know what you're going to be running. It's it's easy to call. They're all easy throws. Like, you're going to have underneath stuff. There's nothing complex about it because it's all two-minute, hurry up, or, you know, you've gone over that in the walkthrough, so you know what to expect. So anytime the Dolphins weren't in that situation, they couldn't move the ball. So I was impressed with that. Mac Jones, 11 of 16 on third down. They The Patriots offense converted 11 out of 16 third downs. Two of the third downs that they didn't complete were drops. Jacoby Myers dropped one. It was a bad throw from Mack. He should have completed it. Myers dropped it, hit his hands, should have caught it. The fumble by Damian Harris. As they're about to win, like they're going to win the game. They're going to win the game. Damian Harris fumbles. It is what it is. I thought Mac Jones looked excellent. I thought he was everything that Belichick wants in a quarterback. I think that he was everything New England needs in a quarterback. And I still stand by 12 and 5. I still think they're going to win 12 games this year. Like yeah, they had a, they they didn't they had a lot of penalties. 8 8 penalties for 84 yards. That's so unpatriot like. They don't commit penalties. They had three unnecessary roughness penalties. They had several offsides penalties. Like why are linemen jumping off? They had three holding calls on second down. Second down holding calls are like the worst time to get a holding call cuz now it's like second and 20. Just awful. They had awful penalties all the way around. Mac kept digging them out of holes. They kept getting Mac in a hole. Like every the whole second half, the first three plays of the drive, Mac would be in a hole. And it's be okay, well now it's first and 12, first and 15, second and 20. How he, many penalty yards did they have? Eight penalties overcome? for 84 yards. Yeah, that's just That's insane. Yeah. New England ever that's never New England. Like they were they were so sloppy yesterday. Ball on the ground several times. Johnny Smith had a fumble that David Andrews recovered. A lot of mistakes by non-Patriot quarterback players. Mac Jones was awesome. I, and if you want to disagree because they lost the game or whatever, 
tell me what Mac Jones didn't do. 29 of 39, 281 yards and a touchdown. Didn't put the ball in harm's way. He had one sack. Whenever he got in trouble, he was able to check out of it. He made a couple throws on the run where I was like, holy shit, this guy's running on the run? Like, are you kidding me? We, we didn't think we were going to get that out of him. I was, I'm sick to my stomach that we lost that game because we should have won that game. But that's the first time in like the last 15 years where New England's lost a game. And I'm like, yeah, we're good. We're fine. You know, I, I felt encouraged by a loss. Normally, New England loses a game and I'm, I'm ill for like nine days. Nope, couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier. We we got a rookie. Think it's gonna be a kick in the ass to just say, "Hey, we should have won that game. Maybe come back next." Yeah, and Belichick said it perfectly. They kept asking Belichick. He's like, "We didn't play well. Like we didn't play well, and we still had a chance to win the game." Well, that's good. We didn't play well, and we had a chance to win the game. Like, you know, and eventually they're gonna get Stephon Gilmore back, and that's gonna help because like the defense re- they got pressure when they needed it. Matt Judon was awesome yesterday. Like, glad we gave that guy you know fifty million dollars. The two tight ends. They're worth the hundred million dollars that we gave them, hundred percent. They didn't. They didn't show much production, but it's still had no. I know key still third having, down plays. Both of still them still having two two big targets on the at the tight ends for, to run two tight end sets is just huge. N- Nelson Aguilar, that guy looked pretty good. Yeah, looked pretty good. I was impressed, really impressed by him. So you want to jump into the rookie recap? Yeah, let's do the rookie recap. We touched on Trevor already, so let's just stay with you him. You want to just do quarterbacks? You want to talk? Najee well, we do. We have Jamar. an apology to make. Okay. We have at least one so, apology to make. Let's here. start with the quarterbacks. Let's talk about the number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence. What were your thoughts? I like I said. I think he looked overwhelmed at sometimes. You picked the Jags to win that game, and I never thought the Jags were going to win it. I think Urban Meyer is just terrible. That guy should have been fired yesterday. He shouldn't be allowed to come back to Jackson. I wonder if those heart issues are going to come back at any point this Wouldn't season. Wouldn't be shocked. Um, my thoughts. Official stats, 28-51, 332 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. Two of those interceptions, I don't know if you saw, were kind of bad. He just Oh, they were bad. They, he, wasn't, he didn't read the safety. He didn't li- read the linebacker. Missed the coverage. Didn't, didn't understand the defense. Yeah. It, they were bad. They're bad picks. As your first game as the number one pick, the highest touted rookie since Andrew Peyton Luck. Peyton Manning. No, it's Peyton, Peyton Manning. Manning. Yeah, he's, he's more touted than Andrew Luck even. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, uh, I'm going to give him. He had very nice throws. That touchdown throw to DJ Chark was very good. It's a very good route run by DJ and a very good ball thrown by Trevor Lawrence. You you can see the potential with Trevor. Yes. Like You look at him, you're like, okay, yeah, you made some bad mistakes, but he's also trying to force a lot of stuff because that I don't know what Urban Meyer's calling on offense, but where was the creativity? Aren't you this creative, flashy college football coach that's supposed to have this new way of coaching a football team in the NFL? And I'm sorry, what the hell did they do that gave Trevor any opportunity to really excel yesterday? Not impressed at all. I think Urban Meyer, I I said it when they hired him, I thought it was a bad hire. What that guy's done nothing to prove he can coach. In the it's NFL. not even just Urban Meyer; it's any college coach for that matter. Yeah, basically I, any college football coach has been a failure in the NFL. Like even Nick Saban, failure. Why are we not going? Why haven't we gotten over the college football coach? And then we're jump. Why are we not just jumping into okay, offensive coordinators that have proved themselves are becoming head coaches? Because I can name a few offensive coordinators that deserve head coaching jobs, but they're just not getting it. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are hiring Urban Meyer for their. 
number one prospect since since Peyton Manning. It, it just doesn't make any sense. Jags fans, you have a good quarterback there. It, Trevor Lawrence is oh, he's going. A, he's the real deal. Yeah. I, I was, I you know, he made mistakes and they were bad mistakes, but at least they were rookie mistakes. I think, I think I'll think i issue Trevor a half-ass apology for right now. I don't think he deserves a full one. I have said, been known to say. Oh, then you definitely owe Mac Jones an apology. Uh, <laughs> you definitely, if you're going to apologize okay. to Trevor Lawrence, I'll, I'll, you owe I'll Mac Jones. I'll apologize to the guy that deserves it more. Mac Jones, I apologize. I know you listen to this. We're, you're good friends of Garrett's on the show. I know you're listening. I apologize for what I said about being not a first round quarterback and deserving not of, a first round deserving of being that that starter right away. I apologize, Trevor Lawrence. Here's a little half-ass apology. You at least look like a quarterback. There's potential there. I'm not gonna still say that he's going to be the best quarterback out of this draft because my man Zach Wilson is still here. Well, let's well, let's talk about that guy. There. Let's talk about Zach Glad Wilson. You said it. Let's get there. I'm gonna let you kick this off because Zach Wilson is your guy. Official stats: bad. Twenty for thirty-seven, two hundred and fifty-eight yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Really inefficient. Yes. Um. What can I say? The pick was really bad. He completely yeah. didn't. He never saw the linebacker over the middle. It was a really bad interception. The Jets stink. Are the Jets? They stink. Their offensive line is no bueno. Their their wide receiver Corey Davis is good. I didn't see much of Elijah Moore, but Corey Davis is good. You know who was really good for the Jets yesterday? Robbie Anderson and Sam Darnold. <laughs> that touchdown over the top was awesome. Yeah, like they threw that, and I and I think uh, Kevin Harlan was on the call. It was either Kevin Harlan or another famous commentator. It might have been Marv. I'm not sure. And they call it out, and they're like, and there's Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson for the Jets. And I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Way to just take an absolute shit on that organization. Because they had those two players, and they let them go. Look, it's Zach Wilson's first game. I still need more. I still think he's going to be the best quarterback out of this draft. But it's the fucking Jets. They're, they're not kids show, first of all. It's the Jets. And... I saw a TikTok earlier, and it was 2019 Jets. Well, our defense is, is somewhat good. I just wish our offensive line could could protect our quarterback a little bit more. And then it's 2020 Jets. Well, our defense is somewhat good. I just wish our offensive line could, could protect our quarterback a little bit more. And I'm assuming you can f- figure out what the 2021 Jets are also saying. Does it have anything to do with the fact that their defense stinks? It's Because overall, the-, the Jets have – they're rebuilding. They, they they have they've been rebuilding for oh actually uh, news right there Makai Becton expected to miss four to six weeks with his injury yesterday that's 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 just bad yeah like they have Zach Wilson they have what I'm assuming will be their quarterback but I also said the same thing about Sam Darnold they have Corey Davis their offensive line is non-existent and their defense is non-existent it's. What do you? What does the team that needs everything? What can you say about the team that needs almost everything? It, it's like they're gonna they're gonna mess up. Like Zach Wilson, yes, that interception was terrible. It's probably the worst interception of the day out of any quarterback. It, it was pretty bad. I mean, but there were also some very good throws. He you he had, say, so so what we said about Trevor was two the two out of his three interceptions were very bad. Zach Wilson's one interception 
was very bad, but there were some very, very good throws made by the rookie. He had a really nice throw to Corey Davis on the sideline. I was impressed with that one. I'm trying to recollect the rest of the game. His touch, his first touchdown throw to Corey Davis was also very good. It was in the corner yes, of the end zone. That one, that's the that's the one I'm talking yeah, about. It was okay. on the corner on the sideline, and he led him there, and it was a nice, yeah. it's a nice catch too, actually. I was I was pleasantly surprised with Corey Davis. I thought he played pretty well. If they can keep that connection together and also rebuild the Jets, I don't think that they're gonna miss a beat over the after three years of rebuilding. The problem is they couldn't stop the fucking Panthers yesterday. Good show. They couldn't stop them. Yeah. If they want, like Christian McCaffrey had ninety eight receiving yards yesterday. Like they, the Panthers didn't even play well. And they couldn't stop the Panthers. The Panthers just kept moving the ball. Like, yeah. you couldn't stop Sam Darnold? Really? McCaffrey had 98 rushing yards and 89 receiving yards. Right. Or, um, yeah, that's what it was. 89 receiving yards. Like, they almost had 200 yards of offense. Uh, here's a thought. Maybe try to slow that guy down first. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, they did a good job stopping the re- receiving for the most. Like, DJ Moore had 80 yards, zero touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey had 89 yards, Zero touchdowns on the receiving end of it. And Robbie Anderson had one catch for 57 yards and a touchdown. Like, that's not terrible. That, that's, when you think about it, you're, you're not, they're not getting receiving touchdowns. And, I mean, what, Sam Darnold had one rushing touchdown? That's it? Uh, had a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. So those were only two touchdowns of the game, right? Yeah, they had 19 yeah, points. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the Jets, there is an upside. The defense was somewhat reliable on the passing side of the ball. But it's still not a good defense. That The Jets need so much that I'm not going to hold Zach Wilson accountable quite yet. The interception was bad, yes, but there's still so much that that Jets organization needs. Let's move into the other rookies. Okay, Heisman, yeah, because we're going to pass on Trey Lance. It yeah, he had a touchdown, throw. and Justin Fields, we already discussed him. Let's do my guy first. Devontae Smith. Ah, I was just a Heisman winner. Devontae yeah, Smith. Devontae Smith. Looked pretty good, yeah. as advertised. The touchdown looked just like he looked in college. Did knows you see how that, to get that open. touchdown was just like his national championship yep. catch, too? Yeah, it was. No, no, he knows how to get open. Yeah. He, you know, everybody's, oh, he's not the fastest guy. The fastest guys aren't the guys that get open. The guys that get open are the guys that know how to run routes. He's a great route runner. That's, that's what he is. He's got great hands, you know. Is he going to be the greatest receiver of all time? No. Is he going to be a top five all-time receiver? No. You know what he's going to be? Did you hear he's been trading with Larry Fitzgerald? Yep. And even the announcer said he like Larry Fitzgerald is watching this game smiling right now because that's... He, he runs a similar play style as Larry. They're great route runners with great hands. They're not huge physical guys. They're not quick. They're just... They're good on the routes. They're good in the on the slot. Good on the outside. He's good everywhere. He does everything well. He doesn't do one thing great, which sometimes players like that aren't amazing, but he does everything good. Yeah, Lucky Eagles finally picking the right ah. receiver. A good receiver, not the right receiver, because all three of these receivers looked very, very good in these games. But Devontae Smith easily showing out right now that like, I should have given him more credit in being the best receiver out of this draft class. Let's go on to my best receiver in this draft class and my favorite of the three, Jamar Chase, which is where okay. our apology No, no, comes. I, I strictly yes. owe the apology. But this I need to mine. apologize, too. His, I did say his eyes were shit, but I, yes, go on. I, I must apologize. He can catch the football. Good friend of the show, Jamar J- Chase. Just because there's white lines painted on the ball doesn't mean that's the only ball that he knows how to catch. 
He can catch NFL passes. I apologize, Jamar Chase. I overreacted. We tend to do that sometimes on Highly Undisputed. I'm sorry. Can we just like talk about these quarterback wide receiver connections? Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase looking can, good. Can we talk about this rookie class being yeah. legitimately one of like the five best rookie classes of all time, potentially? Because, hey, Jamar Chase was really good yesterday. You know who was really good, too, and was uncoverable for the Patriots? Jalen Waddell. Yeah. They couldn't cover him. He was really good yesterday. Yeah. And he didn't run anything spectacular. Everything with him was... It was like when Tyreek Hill was a rookie and it was just get the ball in his hands because he's going to make stuff happen. Well, he made stuff happen. Like, Jalen Waddle was really good. And I know everybody's going to jump jump the gun. Kyle Pitts, what did he have, two catches for like 10 yards? Not very good. It was, it was bad. The Falcons looked bad yesterday. Let's relax. The Falcons will figure it out. It's a new system. Give it time. The catch that Kyle Pitts did have, super impressed with. It was a catch in traffic. Uh, had to go up over a corner for it. I, I, I still think he's a Hall of Famer. Like, not worried about him at all. Yeah, the, these are the stats. Jamar Chase, five receptions, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Like, just showing that like the LSU connection there is still kind of there. It was the Vikings, but still, the Vikings secondary is okay. Yeah. It's pretty solid. Like they have Patrick Peterson. That you know they're not bad. It's good. And then Jalen Waddle, uh, four receptions for 61 yards and also a touchdown. So all three of these, the top three rookie wide receivers coming out and having a touchdown. Rondale Moore looked good for the Cardinals. Yeah, I was impressed Looks with like him. he's going to play a role in that offense I was very impressed. well. Can we, t- can we talk about three guys first? We jumped the gun on Penny Sewell. Penny Sewell can play. Yep. They were very dominant in the run game against the 49ers yesterday. DeAndre Swift broke out of what, 45-yard? Yeah. Jamal Williams touchdown? and DeAndre Swift got what they wanted yesterday. I was very impressed with Penny Sewell's ability to run block. Rashawn Slater, real deal. Micah Parsons, this game was on Thursday. The cow, Micah Parsons, I understand in the play action, he got eaten alive. What rookie linebacker hasn't been eaten alive by Tom Brady in his career? Yeah. All of them. Micah Parsons was all over the fucking field on Thursday night. Kid show. Kid show. <laughs> he was all over the field. Everywhere he had, I don't know how many tackles he had, but I felt like it was like forty. He he was involved in like every play, super athletic, made several stops in the run game. I was really impressed with Micah Parsons. Yeah, really impressed. I I didn't watch the J.C. Horn tape. Don't know. I I don't know what he did. I didn't watch the Patrick Sertain tape. I I couldn't tell you what happened there, but the rookie class. Other than the running backs, running backs, tough day. Tough day to be a rookie running back yesterday. I, uh, Unless you were Larry Roundtree and the Eagles kid that they had, Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah, Gainwell. I was kind of impressed with them. And Larry Roundtree for the Chargers had a couple nice nice runs. He gashed the football team a couple times. Yeah. Are you looking up? Are you looking up stats there? Or what you, I, I was what going, going to the going defensive for? side of the block. I was going to let oh, you talk okay. about the, the okay. running backs for a second. Well, that's that's all I had. I mean, the, the running backs had a tough day. Michael Carter didn't do anything. Javante Williams did lead the team in uh, in rush attempts, but Melvin Gordon had the day. Najee Harris, unimpressive, 40 yards. What okay. the hell? What the hell was that? Unimpressive, yes. I put it more on the Bills' front four because – Steelers fans should be happy. Najee's getting the workload. He was the only one to take a ru- have a rush attempt on that entire offense. So yes, I, I'm very I'm happy that Najee is getting the workload. 
Now it's over the next five weeks. Can we see Najee become a productive running back? And after after week six is when I'll finally say whether Najee was a good first-round pick for the Steelers or if I was right all along and we shouldn't have taken a running back. I will I will wait until then. Over the next few weeks, I will give give my thoughts on how we did. Right now, I'm going to toss it up to just Bill's front four being very good. Um, J.C. Horn, two tackles and one assisted tackle. No interceptions, no sacks. Well, that's good. Two tackles, that means that he wasn't thrown at. We're going into the last segment of the day. Flaming five picks. Yeah, and uh, I didn't. I don't see anything on Patrick Sertain, so I don't even know if he just must not have been targeted or didn't really play much. Which I I don't doesn't surprise me for the most part because the the Broncos do have very good cornerbacks, so I don't think he'll jump into a a, a key role right away. But just that's a, that's the update for now. And then yeah, the best the best the best segment of the week, flaming five wins of the week for the both of us. Would you like to kick us off? I'll give an update so far for last week. Uh, Garrett now has three points, and he's officially done. And as of right now, I have two points. I have the Ravens over the Raiders tonight with the score of 27-17, to 17, so I will let you guys know next week how that one goes, and that official score. But as of right now, Garrett is up one point on me. And, yeah, I, I'll, I'll kick us off with, with my first, first team for this week. Uh, I have Patriots over Jets, 24-13. to 13. Well, shocker, I also have the Patriots over the Jets, and I have 24-14. to 14. Just for the record, I gave my score first, and did not. this guy is piggybacking off of my score, trying to get the score correct. I will be right in the end, 24-14. to 14. He did not give his score first. Patriots over the Jets. I never once heard his score. Sure, and, sure. And we're all Even right. though you definitely wrote the scores down. I definitely didn't write the scores down. Moving on to the second game, I have... Texans Browns. I have the Browns winning that 35 to 21. Baker Mayfield's not going to choke this week. He's going to get it done. They're going to run all over the Texans defense and they're going to have a pretty successful day. My second game, I have the Bears over the Bengals. I have the Bears winning 17 to 14. You're going to put faith in the Bears. Yes, sir. You're going to put actual faith in the Bears. Aren't we supposed the Bears to Bears might get murdered. Might be close. Okay, sure. No, you're 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 just picking games. I thought we were supposed to do two solid. Oh well, I mean, I, two kind of. All right, no. that's fine. For my third game, I have the Lions and the Packers on Monday Night Football. I have the Packers winning that game, thirty-one seventeen. Uh, my third game, I have the Browns over the Lions, thirty-one to thirteen. And then the my, Browns play the Texans. Oh, that's what I meant. I, I just looked at, at last. I was typing from last week. That's my fault. Yeah, the Browns over the Texans, 31-13. to 31-13. Okay. Yes. All right. And my then, fourth game, I have the Titans and the Seahawks. I have the Seahawks pulling out a nail-biter on that one, 31-28. All right, and I have the Bucks over the Falcons, 35-13. to 13. And then my... You're going to give the Falcons 13? I wanted to put 10. I wouldn't have given them 10. I probably would have given them like 7. I switched it to 13. They couldn't even get in the end zone against the Eagles. A touchdown and two field goals for Young Way Koo. Okay. And then my last game, I have the Packers over the Lions, 28-13. to 13. And I have the Saints over the Panthers, 28-14. to 14. So, I mean, 
I'm probably going to win this entire thing, so you should just stop. Right, oh, you right think after, you're going to win the, okay. right after this week? All right. Who's the guy that picked the Jags to beat the Texans? Oh, no. I'm sorry. Didn't you pick the Falcons to beat the Eagles? I, I don't want to talk about that. And, and what happened? Matt you actually Ryan. had the Matt Fal- Ryan happened. Yeah, you had the Falcons to score in the 20s of points. And how many did they actually score? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, there you go. Sorry. Don't throw shade at me. Uh, T- Taylor Heineke, starting quarterback, Washington football team. Yeah, we could talk about, you want to talk about a little bit of injuries? I, that Just was the only one up. that I really wanted to bring up. I mean, I know Mostert went down, and they also lost Jason Verrett as well. Yeah. But, I mean, Taylor Heineke, starting quarterback, Cam Newton gets a call, potentially. Cam Newton's probably going to get a call. Um, give Taylor Heineke the ball. I'm all I, in. I've, I've been, been all in on Taylor since, Heineke since the playoff game. Yeah. Yeah. And then they go out and sign Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I thought Ryan Fitzpatrick was just going to play a backup role, and all of a sudden he's starting. Just give Heineke the ball. Let him run for a year, six weeks. Let, just let us see what he can do outside of the Bucks defense in the playoffs. Because I I say that, but him coming almost beating the Bucks in the playoffs last year is probably the biggest accomplishment you can say out of any, any first-year – he had the best game of all the quarterbacks in the playoffs against that Tampa defense. Yeah. That was the closest game of all the games. The The Saints game was not close. The Packers game was not really close. It was basically over. And, I mean, we all know what happened in the Super Bowl. It was, you know, a blowout. They held Kansas City to nine points. Like, he scored in the 20s against Tampa's defense and didn't even have the best team. Like, that was impressive. What, what Taylor Heineke did in the playoffs was impressive. So... I don't know why he's been overlooked for the job. I think he has some talent. I think he has a nice, solid arm. I think he can mo- he can move. I like his chances. Yeah. I, if the, anybody on the football team's organization is listening, I know we have a very popular podcast, number one sports podcast around. Listen to us. Just give Taylor Heineke the ball for at least this week, and let's just see what he can do. Because I promise you, you won't be disappointed. The, the guy looks like he knows what he's doing, especially after what he did against the Bucks, like we just said. Just give him the ball. Like, there's, unless there's camp or locker room issues there, but I don't see what it could be. I, didn't, I haven't heard anything. But and that's all I have for this week. Yeah, that's going to do it for us, guys. We'll see you guys for the Fantasy Podcast. Later this week yeah. for Fantasy. We should have some pickups, some drops, uh, potential starting lineup changes, who to be nervous about, who should be on your trade block. So tune in for that if you're into fantasy football, and we will see you guys later.